Hey, Paul, how's it going? Good, how are you, Fonda? Good, good. I tracked down some guest host to help me out with I Don't Get It While You're Out There in the East. Ooh, that's, that's awesome. Who'd you, who'd you get? Who did you find? Cool. So Jen Mesh from the Jen Mesh Dance Conspiracy, is uh, she's going to come and talk, to, talk with us about Convergence, that good women's collective piece that they put on a week or so back. And uh, okay. she's really cool. She's actually from the States. She just moved to Edmonton about four years ago from New Jersey. She's originally from Michigan, but she's a contemporary choreographer and dancer in town um, who's been working. She's got this really cool new project called Cavern, uh, where she's filmed some dancers in a cave, and eventually it's going to be an installation in a gallery somewhere. Sweet. Yeah, so uh, I think she'll be she'll be a neat uh, guest. She's probably really going to school me, actually. I'm kind of scared. <laughs> Cool. And then our friend Omar Mualam, a uh, former writer-in-residence at the EPL, uh, and he has agreed to come and review Caged, the uh, presentation by Miles Zero Dance. And that'll, be on, and, and that'll be on the next episode. Right, but it sounds like you, you barely need me to come back at all. Uh, well, no, I think that you should just enjoy your holiday and your family and all that stuff out there. How's Toronto, man? Uh, honestly... Yeah. I don't get it. I don't care. No more wrong. No, I love you. Love it. Get it spoken on. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to I Don't Get It. And uh, this episode, I have a really special guest with me. This is uh, Jen Mesh from the Jen Mesh Dance Conspiracy. Hi, Jen. Hi, Fonda. How's it going? I'm pretty well. How are you? I'm doing good. Good. Cool. And um, is there anything that you might be working on now that we can look forward to? Uh, well, I'm working on um, a piece called Cavern. It's an installation. Uh, it's a collaborative effort, so it's, it's dance for video and uh, will be shown ultimately in a sculptural cave that's like 12 feet by 12 feet. Yeah, and we uh, had members of the Good Women Dance Collective that were uh, in the video or in the dance. Um, so Ainsley Hilliard, uh, Alita Nyquist-Schultz, and Kate Stashko were all part of that. So that was exciting to have them join me. And they were all super troopers in the cave. It'll be ready in 2014. We're still putting out applications for some gallery spaces we might independently produce it we're going to show some kind of a version of it at the expanse movement festival in march oh great well we can look forward to that yeah. so um well welcome to the blanket fort i hope it doesn't Thanks. feel it's like too so cavernous <laughs> it, it feels great you know it's actually quite spacious compared to the cave <laughs> I can imagine. Um, well, speaking of the Good Women, uh, we saw a show that the Good Women put on um, last week called Convergence. So it was a collective show. Uh, they presented one of their own works as well as um, the works of two other choreographers. And uh, yeah, I guess I could maybe start by asking you about the first one in the lineup. Uh, that was Richard Lee's piece called The Shallows. So Richard's piece seemed to be about... Uh, remembering somebody who had died, a friend, a comrade. Mm -hmm. um, and so there's sort of a theatrical element. There was, he sang 
So there was some singing in the beginning that started the piece, and then um, he joined in with the singing, and then it became sort of a, a physical theater, I thought. Yeah, it was... Um I mean, just knowing Richard's background, um, he has a he has a BFA in acting from the U of A, and so he's like pretty well vocally trained. Um, but to see to see song and like a, a performer or a dancer singing, um, I think and singing well was something that I thought was pretty refreshing and at least rare as an audience member of dance for me. Yeah, it was really lovely. Mm -hmm. And um, he had this—he had this hat that he performed with, which I thought was kind of an interesting prop because, for me, it just sort of invoked all this nostalgia about, you know, like boyhood and and young guys, and well, for me, stealing their hats in elementary. <laughs> uh -huh. um, but uh, yeah, he had this. It—it it, it just really kind of brought to light this this um, sadness that that there was a big sense of loss in it. Yeah, so the hat and I think a uh, sweatshirt ended up seeming to be the outfit or remnants of this lost person. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, I thought, I mean, the movement vocabulary that he used was, I thought, very streetwise. There was a lot of sort of b-boys, mm -hmm. b-boy type dancing. And, he had uh, some, like, hands-in-his-pockets, like, segments, and then... Um, there was that crazy part where he was tracing his, he was just tracing lines with his own sort of like veins or arteries. Yeah, mm. I, I sort of, I remember that I was sort of tracing, but then sometimes it was like more like carving mm -hmm. or um, yeah, cutting almost. Uh, and it was, it was really intense. I, mean, I think he, what struck me about it is that there were so many tough moments about it, or just really strong or really uh, intense emotion, but then also really like beautiful uh, softness and uh, almost feminine, I mm -hmm. think. And so like moments of just sort of like joyness and light, like when there was, a, I think it's probably maybe three quarters of the way through where he does put on the hoodie and there's like sort of a jaunty um, guitar song with almost like a campfire sound in the background and he has like this moments where he smiles of like of you know the first time in the piece and uh i think that was the kind of like a bit of a release from the sort of pretty pretty uh dark side of the rest of it right mm -hmm. and he used some uh some overdubbing as well with some delay effects where he was talking about or he was sort of trying to remember a map of the city mm -hmm. and talking about uh, just giving sort of directions turn right on this on 51st Ave yeah um, yeah and that just that kind of got scary like what's going to be there when we get there like, mm -hmm. if you follow these directions what do you find at the end that's kind of how right and did you I feel that it paid off I guess hmm well I think no, there was so much that was mysterious about it, but I didn't feel like it was unclear. I mean, it was clearly about loss and about this these dark feelings or sadness, but I felt like um, he had a good balance between what was strongly mysterious and what was very clear without being too representational. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. What do you think? 
Um, yeah, I, I agree. I guess I've seen Richard in a few things over the years as he's grown from Nextfest and, and some of that stuff. And uh, as a mover, I think I've always just been really fascinated by his just really pure kind of ability to evoke a narrative. He's, he's pretty good mm-hmm. at telling a story with his body. <clears throat> And I think I really appreciate that. He's also very talented as, as a mover. So I think that this, as his kind of first more full-length choreographic effort, I think for me it paid off. And the idea of the song lines um, and the geography that he used, I, I mm. thought it ended up turning out really interesting for me. And I, I, I watched it. I watched it with, with interest and curiosity. Yeah, I think he's, I, I've seen him a lot over the last few years, and I guess this is a good example of someone that I've seen really grow a lot. He's taken some classes with me. I've seen him in his own work, other people's work, and I think when I first saw him four years ago, it seemed like most of the things that he was in, he was trying so hard to be genuine that it was just really too much, but I think he's, he's become a much more organic performer. Like, that intensity is still there, but I, I feel like he's really grown a lot. Oh, yeah. He's kind of relaxed into it in a way, maybe. Yeah, I mean, the intensity is still really there. He's an intense guy, but um, yeah, mm-hmm. that's what I think. And I'll come back to your comment about intensity in a little bit. Okay. <laughs> um, after we uh, maybe just briefly talk about Bridget Jessam's piece. Uh, Bridget mm-hmm. is a young uh, choreographer. I don't think that I've seen her work before, but uh, she presented a piece called Being Here and Not There. And yeah, what were your kind of um, initial thoughts on that one? Uh, so Bridget just, I think, mo- she's from Edmonton. She just moved back after going to school at Concordia. Montreal. Yeah, so she's back in Edmonton. So this piece, from what I know of her, is kind of about returning, leaving that and and returning to Edmonton or returning home, I guess, for a more universal concept. So she sort of set up this geography on the stage and you could see her sort of going through these intense exertions in one place and then uh, sort of tiring herself out and then walking to another place and almost like there was a map that she was following. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it was an intense piece, but she's a much lighter dancer than... Richard or the Good Women, I think there's a there's a lightness, to yeah, her, mm-hmm. to yeah, her quality, yeah. She had a really, um, I, I don't want to say blithe quality, but yeah, there was something that was kind of a little bit more um, easier to to sort of take in. It didn't seem as heavy, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even the really uh, intense, hard movements or direct movements that she makes still come off as light, and her her breathing is a huge part of it. Um, for a good part of it, I noticed she was sort of breathing in these triplets. There was this, <laughs> so it was kind of mm-hmm. like one, two, three, four, five, six, one, two, three, like out, 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 in, 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 mm-hmm. and so that that rhythm really set the pace for a lot of the piece. I thought. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do you think that, like, uh, f- for the breathing? Because I, I noticed the breathing as well, but I'm not sure um, for myself how that would actually affect physicality but it must how how does that affect your um the actual movement vocabulary as a dancer when you're breathing your controlled breathing is such a huge part of the actual movement um well i think 
different styles of contemporary dance emphasize the breath more or less to different effects. So um, if you're straining as you're doing a movement rather as opposed to making a very purposeful breath or a soft breath or a really hard breath uh, might affect the way the movement happens and it might it might make her a lighter dancer. I'm not sure. Oh yeah, maybe that contributes to it actually. Maybe. <laughs> Huh. I also have to say that I did really notice the breathing in withheld, which was Alita Nyquist-Schultz's piece of The Good Women. And from what I understand, it was sort of a collaborative choreography, but Alita had uh, most of the leadership in uh, in kind of the theme and, and where to bring the pieces. But I noticed the breath in that there was a big parts in where Ainsley in particular would actually hold her breath for what it seemed like as long as she could. And then just like uh, there was a huge expellation of it. And so for one, as a performer on stage, I think that that's sort of, it's kind of a risk to take knowing that you could really sort of like overdo yourself and be really out of breath for some, when, something when you have to be pretty exertive mm -hmm, afterward. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. But at the same time, it also gets really impressive to see someone kind of like, you know, taking that, uh, taking that risk, mm -hmm. I guess. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I guess I'll start by asking how you felt about about that that piece. Uh, withheld, I well, I've seen this a couple of times. I saw it when it was uh, done as part of the artist in residence at Mile Zero. And I really liked it then. It's changed quite a lot. Uh, I think the music's the same. Um, and the music's kind of in three sections. I think there's kind of a contemporary classical piece followed by more of an ambient electronic piece, sort of rhythmic, and then I think it comes back, I have actually haven't looked at the notes yet, to the, the program notes to see what music she used, but I think it returns to the contemporary classical piece. I think uh, what I've seen from this piece mostly, and as, um, as part of what I think their growth is, is that they're really throwing themselves into this piece in a way I haven't seen before. Um, there were a lot of movement, uh, moments of stillness, though. There's a lot of uh, standing and sort of tense looking at each other. Yeah, very intense eye contact moments. Yeah, Right, mm -hmm. where you're not sure what's going to happen next. And I, I, those are really great dramatic pauses. Um, I thought it was a very exciting piece. Mm-hmm. Um, I do have to ask, because uh, we, we both participated in the, in the talk back that they had after the show mm -hmm. um, on, their, on their Friday performance, and, and, and you had a question <coughs> for them, um, and I guess maybe I'd ask you to remind us of what the question was and, and, and how you think, how, how you think <laughs> the, the answer went. Uh, well, Withheld is also a really almost a violent piece. There's a lot of uh, strong body holds. There's a lot of forcing people to do things they don't necessarily mm -hmm. want to do. A lot of pretty aggressive partner work. Yeah, and I'm not necessarily a huge fan of that most of the time, but I thought that somehow it came off better in this. But my, my question in the in the talk back was, was about um, themes of really overwrought or overwrought themes or overwrought themes of movement. So, you know, we had these, a lot of exertion, a lot of intensity, everything was very serious. We have 
a lot of people that are under 30 who are taking themselves very seriously mm. in this performance, um, which is great. But, the, you know, it's all really pretty dark. Every mm. I think each piece was was really quite dark. The lighting was dark. Um, there was a lot of suffering, I think, yeah. in each one. Mm. So, you know, for me, I'm, I'm okay with that. It's not going to appeal to everyone, and I think that's fine. I think it's fine to go to those places. But I just, I asked them if that was maybe part of their aesthetic overall and their programming. Mm-hmm. So Convergence is specifically meant to be a, a performance where they work with, they, they show their own work, and every year they produce some other other pieces. So, um we're seeing them program things that are as dark as their own work, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm interested in, in in that, and they answered that, yeah, maybe that is mm-hmm. their interest. Yeah, and in, in some ways I think that, um, you know, we experience this with a lot of, um, with a lot of, I guess, younger artists. Maybe we don't want to date ourselves so much. <laughs> but um, <laughs> you do kind of get a sense, too, that there's there's a lot of angst um you know and and uh i don't know do you think that do you think that um audiences in general respond to it though um even even though it is kind of a little bit more dark and challenging um well i think it just depends on the audience but uh i think uh if you're going to program several pieces within one one show it might be something to think about having a little bit of levity mixed in, but, um, but I think really just because when you have three or more pieces that are all angsty and dark, then it might lose some of its intensity in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, by the time we got through The Shallows and, 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 and Bridget's piece, then you were kind of like, wow, it's, it's pretty heavy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's just, I mean, that's that's the danger. I'm not sure that that happened for me in this particular performance. Mm-hmm. Um, although I really agreed with one of the audience members who really liked the duet. It was a very brief moment where Kate Stashko and Richard, and Richard Lee, who came back again for the withheld piece, um, they had a pas de deux, sort of, for lack of a better term. Um, and it was... A little brief love dance, if you will, which mm-hmm. then, of course, turned angsty and dark and, and <laughs> fighty. Um, so, you know, it was a beautiful moment, and I think for people who really just sat through already an hour or so of really angsty stuff, that was a really welcome moment, even though it went right back down the dark road. Mm-hmm. I have to agree, actually. The moment, uh, the one kind of segment between uh, Richard and Kate in, in that piece was the one where you sort of got to be like, oh, maybe maybe they have a good relationship <laughs> in terms of all of the other partners that you saw in the dance. Um, I also have to say that I was quite impressed with their kind of, um, their just willingness to be open-faced and expressive with their faces and eyes. Um, I, you know, watching contemporary dance a lot, you don't really get that kind of super dramatic expression and maybe just coming from theater I tend to appreciate that and I really gleaned on to um uh Allison uh cause in this mm-hmm. one I think more than I ever have in any other good women piece I saw her face and her ability um show through in a totally different way which I thought was pretty um for me I found it refreshing and like wow she's 
totally in there. <laughs> yeah, Allison, that was actually when I first saw the piece at uh, Mile Zero. That was, I think, the first time I really, really loved Allison's dancing. I think in the past I've seen her be actually more withheld. So in Withheld, mm. she ironically was less withheld than came I've seen out of her, her shell. You know? yeah. So, yeah, I agree. I think Allison was fantastic. I, you know, mm. it was really, really an exciting piece so it's not so much a criticism that it's a dark piece but it, it's interesting to notice that to note that you know the other pieces like pod is very dark and mm-hmm. it's this dark relationship with these two women that are stuck in this membrane and uh um i forget the name of alita's piece where it's the two women who are mirroring each other oh, i love that piece with That's her and but again mm-hmm. very dark there's a and lot of tension and yeah yeah a lot of like sort of like really really big emotion in those pieces yeah mm-hmm. so it's uh definitely a thread and and i think you know when ainsley answered for the group she said yeah i think that is something we like and kate kind of said well i think that's something we definitely need to look at or be aware of at least and and see if that is defining us as a company. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's pretty interesting. I think of all of the convergence um, kind of episodes, I guess, that I've seen, I think that this one, I really, this one was probably one of the ones that I think I'll remember um, more than the others because I do, I think I'll remember the shallows for a really long time. Some of the imagery in Richard's piece Mm. really just kind of burned right into the back of my mind. Uh, yeah. And I think that, um, at least from the comments that I heard from some, some people that I saw the show with, uh, withheld is kind of like a next step for the good women. It's kind of more of like a full company piece, uh, which Richard was also in. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, so... Yeah, I don't think I'll turn left on 51st Ave again without having a lot of, you know, delay effects <laughs> in my mind. Turn, 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 left, 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 on to first. With a nice arabesque afterwards, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, well, thanks a lot, Jen, for coming on and, and talking about the show. And thanks, Fonda. Yeah. It's fun to be in the in the blanket fort. Super, yeah. I'm sorry Paul's not here. Well, w- sometime we'll fit you in here with Paul, and then it'll be like a huge claustrophobic party. <laughs> All right, just in the cave. <laughs> All together. All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a good week. Next time we're going to be doing the caged show with uh, Mile Zero Dance, or at least I'm reviewing it in, in some capacity. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Off we go. The I Don't Get It podcast is recorded under a table in a blanket fort in an apartment in Edmonton, Alberta. It was recorded and edited by Andrew Paul. Our theme song is Mountain Time by Ghibli, and you can find more about Ghibli at ghibli.bandcamp.com.